Hey friends, it's Harmon. You've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy. Today we are going to do a very special tribute historic episode on the late great Tim Conway. But before we do, you know we love it when you comment, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Kind of helps us out. And without further ado... Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Doctor, if it's gonna hurt, please give me something to kill the pain. Yeah, okay, well, got some Novocaine right here. Just, uh, hold on that, Mel. Let's see how this works here. Okay, Novocaine. Here we are, Novocaine. Take a firm hold of the hypodermic needle. Right. There'll be a little bit of pain, and then numbness will set in. So what we just heard there was a clip from uh, Tim Conway on The Carol Burnett Show doing the legendary Dennis sketch alongside one, Harvey Corman. And of course, you tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I, of course, am Harmon Leon. With me, of course, is Scott Kalanico. Top of the morning to you, Scott. <laughs> Guten <Whoa>. Morgen, Harmon. <laughs> oh, I twisted. It was a twist. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so Scott, uh, tell us what, uh, uh, just to recap, uh, why we are doing a special episode on Tim Conway. Uh, sadly, um, I guess I'll recap. Uh, sadly, comedic actor Tim Conway passed away on May 14th at age 85. Yes, so uh, Tim Conway, the winner of six Primetime Emmy Awards, uh, yeah, passed away. Um, he kind of had, uh, apparently had dementia kind of towards the end, so he wasn't really himself. And then they had the whole thing where people and the members of the family were trying to fight over who was going to control his health. So, uh, yeah, but he passed away. Oh, we've already we've already uh, uh, led this into our spinoff podcast, Bummer History One Hundred and One. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it, dude. That's it's all we'll do. We're, we're, we're talking we're, about. But we're here. Know. We're here. Do you, uh, as they say, to celebrate Tim Conway? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the the high points. And and by the way, um, Scott, can you clear this up? Tim Conway. Oh, all right. I'm gonna. Blow, are you ready for your mind to be blown? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Tim Conway, is he related to Kellyanne Conway? I don't think so. Okay, but uh, Tim... Here's the mind blown. Tim Conway, he went to school in Bowling Green. Kellyanne Conway claims there's the Bowling Green Massacre. Oh, that's right. Oh, dude, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know, yeah. uh, related or not related, there is a link. Maybe, be. maybe she's giving the secret clues, like when the Beatles would drop things beats, in that yeah, Paul's dead or something like that. Twenty-eight F, man. Yeah, He's yeah. So, in the I, wrong hand. Um, if you're listening, any Alex Jones fans out there, maybe you want to investigate this. 
<laughs> like a, a TV, like a make your own podcast or something. Yeah, it was interesting that you brought up um, Bowling Green because uh, Tim Conway actually was, he was from Ohio, a native Ohio. Ohioan. Ohio Indian? Yeah, no, Ohioan. Um, oh, interesting yeah. though, his his uh, his father was uh, Irish, you know, hence mm-hmm. the name Conway. Conway yeah. Isn't that, I did I didn't know about this. His mother was Romanian, and his original name when he was born was Tuma, which is Romanian for Tom. How do you know it's that Thomas? A, yeah, that was the name. Oh, that I was see. Made. Oh yeah. my God, we're we are reading the same Wikipedia page. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, wow. It's so, uh, it's very, yeah, it's crazy, it's good, but he, yeah, as, as Wikipedia says, and we say as well, hmm. um, is that he lettered it, changed his name to Thomas, so that was kind of interesting. Do you think he would have been the famous comedian that we, we know of today if he was Toma Conway? Who? Does it? Well, I, Tim Conway. I don't know, he, he could be, <laughs> yeah, who knows? What is who in the knows? name? <laughs> yeah, um... Well, Mr. Conway, while we're just let's go do a little bit of his history before you get to the reminiscences. Uh, Mr. Conway was in the army for a couple of years, and then after he uh, got out of the army, he went back to Chicago, uh, Ohio. Excuse me, not Chicago. Went back to Ohio and kind of worked in local TV stations there. Yeah, could, um, just, this, just the uh, the the army thing, which uh, I I didn't know about. Uh, would later come back. What's the opposite of haunt him? Later come back um, to celebrate him when when he yeah. was on the uh, television series in the sixties. Mikhail's Navy. Whoa. Mikhail's Navy. Yeah, yeah. Ernest Borgnine. But that was the Navy. He was in the army. But what's interesting is military, when, so he got my his... friend. Military. <laughs> That's right. No, we, <laughs> Not too far off. The... <laughs> no, we're saluting. We're saluting all the troops here. Um, and what's interesting is so he got like a lot of the the comedians we'll talk about kind of got their start on these local you know TV stations doing mm-hmm. like, sketches and stuff. And what uh, Conway did is he teamed up with a gentleman by the name of Ernie Anderson at KYWTV in mm-hmm. way back in 1958. They would do like sketches and stuff on the TV. They eventually wound up doing a comedy album together, and oh. they were kind of uh, kind of stars. Mm-hmm. And then Con- the way Conway got discovered was that. Back in the day, the Steve Allen people would send scouts uh, around to the different local TV stations, and so right. they showed them one of uh, Mr. Conway's sketches. And that's oh, kind of how can, it, can, I, can I clarify even more? I do believe it was Rosemary was uh, the woman yep. who discovered who um, Comedy History One Hundred and One fans might know that uh, she later first baby Rose. She was baby Rose, and then went on to uh, child actress. And then went on to be on the Dick Van Dyke show. That's right. Uh, but what was Baby Rose? She was like, familiar. okay, there's a documentary about her, Mr. Uh-huh. Co-host of Comedy History 101, that she started as a child actress, like a Shirley Temple type, Rosemary, and was in vaudeville. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Crazy all... long career. She was, yeah. But she... that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. That's... <laughs> she, is she still um... alive? I don't know. That probably not. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm throwing everything caution to the wind now because I had no idea that Doris Day was still alive. You know, I don't know who, who's alive and who's dead. There's a website somewhere that keeps track of all that stuff. Oh, Rosemary passed away in December 28, 2017. Whoa! So, oh wow! Uh, so not, actually, not, not too far off the yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doris Day not alive. 
So the interesting thing is, like, as I said, Harmon, these were, like, you know, back in the day when you were on the local TV and all these guys would do everything. So mm-hmm. Conway would write, write, and Anderson would write these comic sketches. And then also Anderson, Ernie Anderson was also the local, like, uh, late night movie host. You know, Ooh, like, 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 like Count Floyd. Oh, I love Count yeah. Floyd. Ooh, his, his name scary. Was, yeah, his name was Goulardi. She's special. Watch Captain Penny, for whom I wouldn't give a nickel. Keep your eye on him, because he's, uh, what you want? Roll the film, Julio. Who used to say that? <laughs> and so sometimes um, Tim Conway would like uh, help out with him. We'll, we'll see if we, if we can find oh a clip Oh my God, here. did you find it any clips here. of this? Uh, no, but we'll look. And if we do, it'll go here. But here's what's even better. Okay, so so Tim Conway, Ernie Anderson, um, Tim Conway's partner. Uh-huh. Uh, his son, <laughs> he had a son in Los Angeles by oh. the name of Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I vaguely remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's like a crazy... Episode in itself because um, who's the butthole surfer guy? Uh, Gibby Haynes. Yeah, his dad was yeah. a like a local one of those local guys yeah. too. Yeah, and yeah. and there's no, a his, couple other I, ones that were like I I think well I think George Clooney's dad was sort of like a local broadcaster, but I think there's yeah. a couple other ones if we dug deeper, um, uh, famous people that we know of that had. Uh, uh, parents or dads that were like the local Count Floyd. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that could be a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah, a whole nother episode. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. yeah, what's what's interesting is that a minor side note here. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So Gibby Gibby Haynes's dad was like he would oh he was on Dallas TV and he would play a character I think it was called Mister Green Jeans or something. But oh, yeah? also, uh, oddly enough, uh, Gibby Haynes's dad was in Dealey Pla- uh, Dealey Plaza. When JFK got shot, and he gets interviewed on the TV, so you can there's clips of them. Oh wow! On, on was was was, yeah. was he standing next to Woody Harrelson's dad? <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah, and Ted he was, Cruz's he was, dad. <laughs> he was right there, and then when you when you see him on TV, you're like, oh, you can go, you're just like, oh yeah, that's that's Woody, that's uh, um, Gibby Hayes' dad. You yeah, I mean, <laughs> they look a lot. <laughs> but people people think that's like, and boy, are we digressing. But people think that's like, uh, you know, bizarre that that. Oh my God, this punk rock icon. It's like, uh, dad was a local TV, but it, it all makes sense because it's like you yeah, grew up in show yeah. business, you know, yeah, exactly. and had like a creative yeah. sort of uh, environment. But yeah, so that, which is a little different than Tim Conway to mm-hmm. go back to yeah. to Hollis back in his his parents were just kind of working class, but yeah, so he kind of got a start on the Steve Allen show after being found by Rosemary, uh, doing these little comedy sketches with Ernie Anderson. Can I, can, I, can I from, interject here uh, about the Steve ahead. Allen eras? Is um, yeah. do you know who else was a regular performer on the Steve Allen show? Um, so let's see. Would his first name uh, be Don? <laughs> no, 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 no,
Um, right, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, so when Don Knotts was on, that was after the Andy Griffith show or whilst it was going on? Uh, that's a good question, Carmen. I do not have that answer in the Wikipedia page in front of me. But <laughs> yeah. I would, do, I would, do you know I would who might have this before. answer? One of who? our listeners who could okay. contact us via Comedy History 101, our website, or Instagram, or ComHiss101. Yeah, or you can send you can send us a Twitter. We'll be reading our Twitter. Our, we did we did get a tweet from somebody. And oh we'll, yeah, oh, we yeah. have tons of tweets. Yeah, we remember we have to tweets. read that <laughs> at the end because yeah. I, yes, I got we'll, that. We'll I, read it at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, yeah, then he moved on to uh, Mikhail's Navy. Uh, Tim Conway, did you ever watch Mikhail's Navy? Um, I can't tell you like uh, name like a plot of any of the episodes, no. but I know <laughs> yeah. it in our lexicon, and I know. Yeah. Um, Ernest Borgnine is yeah one of our greats yeah who started Ernest, yeah. um do you ever yeah. see the movie Marty uh, oh of course dude Marty oh yeah. who directed Marty it was like one of those like Eli Kazan's or somebody like that something yeah Eli Kazan maybe because it was like a big play it was like a big play for no no oh it wasn't so much the the director it was the uh, screenplay it was Patty Chayefsky. Oh, that was it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who so. also uh, went on to write Network, which is uh, yeah, currently Network. on awesome. Broadway. Oh, is it? The really? stage room. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad? Oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brian Cranston, yeah. Yeah, we also could, we could type, type that up in editing. And Malcolm in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, anyways, uh, and, and, and uh, before, and then tighten this all together and edit, uh, uh, Ernest Bordine, who starred alongside Tim Conway, Let's give a little nod to him from Escape from New York. Oh, man. Cabby. Dude, yeah. Escape from New York. You can't go wrong, man. You're living in New York now. I know. I'm not escaping because I love it here. <laughs> and forget about it. Oh, just another side note, and we can always edit this out. I watched part of another John Carpenter movie last night, They Live. Do you ever? Do you have any opinions on that? Oh, yeah, man. That? They Live. Dude, it's awesome. <laughs> Really? Because I kind of fell asleep. I, I was watching oh, this uh, Shepard Fairey uh, documentary, and he actually got Obey from that movie. And even took oh, the yeah, fonts. Totally. Yeah, oh, totally. So, it's the same. He took the same fonts. So, But yeah, well, so I watched it because of that. There's also that artist. Uh, I think her name is Barbara Kruger, I think. And uh, that's no, it's exactly, much... it's exactly her. Because I just watched yeah, his documentary exactly. last night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same font and the same color and everything. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. But, you know, that's the history of art. We take from our inspirations and we create something yeah. new. Right. But uh, I guess this is, uh, we're already into another episode. We are talking about We're talking about John Carpenter. We're talking about Ernest. Let's get back to Ernest Borgnine, which will no, get no, us no, back Tim to Conway. Tim Conway. Tim Conway is what we're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I ever remember. I remember watching it in reruns, and I remember, for some reason, I remember the opening credits to Mikhail's Navy. And, and it was in black and white. Yeah, so I guess, you know, again, uh, Tim Conway, he served in the military, which is uh, the Navy, uh, remind you, is a branch of the military. Um, was it kind of like F Troop, but with the Navy? Yeah. <laughs> there was like a lot of that. A lot of the wacky, um, wacky army sh- shenanigans going on. Of course, this is right right before Vietnam too. Yeah. So when um, when so I think after Mikhail's Navy, uh, Tim Conway went on to a show, 
and I'll say a very short-lived show that we've actually talked about on this po- on this very podcast, Comedy History 101. Subscribe today on iTunes. We've actually talked about this show and, and, and dedicated a whole episode to... Scott, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Drum roll. Turn on. Scott, yeah, turn what, on. What, what do you know about turn on? From turn the on is known as, as the show that was canceled before it was even done airing. Yeah, it was a short-lived sitcom produced by George Schlatter, a guy who also did... I'll, um, I'll correct you. It wasn't a sitcom. It was a sketch show. Sketch show, sorry. Uh, also, guy also did Laugh-In. And um, the deal was it was supposed to be a show run by a computer with the edgy comedy. And apparently it was so edgy that uh, when the broadcast started in New York, you know, everything was time delayed for a couple hours. Um, So many people, so many stations pulled their sponsorship um, during the airing that by the time it was supposed to go on in, in California, it had already been canceled. Yeah, so two two little <laughs> trivia things uh, about Turn On, which ties into Tim Conway. Well, first, it was George Slatter who directed and created Laugh-In at the height of Laugh-In. So, you know, it's pretty right. much they you could do no wrong, except when you do wrong when you're premiere episode gets pulled halfway through airing <laughs> that's that's something you could do wrong but second um one one of the, the the networks or one of the affiliates the abc affiliates that um pulled the show was actually tim conway's hometown uh station of wews tv in cleveland which refused oh, man, to turn yeah they refused to um return the program after the first commercial break, and that was <laughs> yeah. where Tim Conway got his start. So yeah. he was like and the so hometown Tim... boy made good, but they didn't return to it <laughs> after commercial. Yeah, so there's no they won't they won't release any copies of the show. You can see a few seconds online. Um, Harmon, one of Harmon's uh, secret missions is to go to the Museum of Broadcasting in New York and then film you, it with my iPhone camera. But don't but don't say that on the cut that part out. No, no, and I'm saying that so maybe <laughs> Apple will sponsor the show and send me a new. Oh, that's iPhone. okay. Yeah, yeah, free. Yeah, so free we Apple. we don't really know we don't really know what Tim Conway did. All we there's like there's there's a promo picture of him. Where he's like wearing a super cape for mm-hmm. the Turn On TV show. I think it's about all we know yeah. about his interaction. And there's a couple clips online. Here's Tim talking a little bit about Turn On. The yeah that. Uh... Turn On was a show that George Slaughter thought was going to be hysterical. And it kind of was, but it was way ahead of its time. I'm not sure even if you saw it today that maybe that time has also passed. Yeah, so what So, so what happened? So Turn On, that was like, what was that, 1969? So That was 1960, I, yeah, 1969. Get, get ready for me to feed you into the next section. So, okay. so na- Turn On, 1969, what? So, please, pray tell, tell us what Tim Conway did after that. <laughs> well, you know, Tim Conway went on. He did kind of have a, uh, a comedy career. He was kind of a known star at that point. Before, before um, Turn On, he was also, also the star of a very short-lived TV series called Rango. From out the west came the gun known best. We're gonna wrangle, wrangle, wrangle. Which he plays a bumbling... Texas Ranger character, along with with his was, was uh, that was that com- was that a drama or, or or like just like a western like uh, Gunsmoke type thing or no it was like a, no it was like a funny western thing and he starred on it with uh, alongside uh, uh, Ernie Anderson 
Ernie Anderson. Who oh, was Ernie his, Anderson is former uh, sidekick? Yeah. Yeah, it's Farmer Sidekick from uh, Ohio. So they appeared oh, wow. in that TV series. You yeah. can find some of those clips online as well. Um, we'll link them in our article at ComedyHistory101.com. So you guys, if you're interested, you can watch those. But after um, the turn on... Oh, wait, uh, wait. Can I, can I just... Can you, 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 you forgot one very important thing before yes, uh, uh, 1967's... It was actually 1967 was uh, Rango. Because you know why? I just went right. to the IMDb page. Yeah, um, no, that's what, dude. Let's, let's we both got it. IMDb and Wikipedia opened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how it works. Yeah, so um, um, before that, after Mikhail's Navy, he appeared in one episode, and I only bring this up because he had a great name on the episode, one episode of 1966's the Red Skelton Hour. <laughs> my, my favorite, because I only bring that up because Red Skelton is my favorite Artist of creepy clowns next to John yeah. Wayne Gacy. <laughs> nah, that's it. I can do a, an impression. That's my one impression. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I think I know. Good the night. One. <laughs> okay, hold on. Good night and God bless. That's it. <laughs> and and, and I, uh, I already told you I infiltrated a Red Skelton infomercial. <laughs> like what's that? I infiltrated a Red Skelton infomercial uh, uh, oh. back when I lived in San Francisco. <laughs> Did you meet him? No, he was long dead. It was like a, it, oh. one of those infomercials where they give have people give testimonials about how much they love Red Skelton. Oh my god! <laughs> so I went right. on wearing like a uh, ascot, and uh, <laughs> um, I just kept going like like almost like I had a slight gay crush on uh, Red Skelton. <laughs> like I would just go, "Oh, his skits! He was so limber as a physical comedian doing his skits in his tight trousers." <laughs> oh. Oh <laughs> but um, when he was on the Red Skelton Hour, Tim Conway, uh, he played the character Phil Fumble. Okay, yeah. Oh, man, that sounds like a Tim great name, Conway. great name. <laughs> Tim Conway character. Yeah, so what, what, what happened when, uh, so, so it's, uh, did, did you find any clips from his 1970 um, TV show, the Tim Conway show? Yeah, so here's a little bit of Tim Conway playing um, himself on the Tim Conway show. So what is it? Is uh, it so just yeah, kind of so like a did, Carol Burnett type show, or yeah, it was it was it was like a Carol Burnett type show, kind of a but like pre because <coughs> this, this was before he was on Carol Burnett, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of he kind of bounced around um, doing a bunch of like TV movies and uh, things like that, uh, and then he was um, pulled to be in the um, uh, Disney. They put him into the uh, Apple Dumpling Gang. Uh, he was in the Shaggy DA, which was a sequel to the Shaggy Dog, and then the movie Gus about a um, uh, a mule who could kick field goals. So Wait. he was. Oh yeah, and he, <laughs> he was, was also in the world's greatest athlete. Um, I don't think so, dude. The one where um, oh, yeah, he was. I oh, you're right. You're right. Kind of right. pretty one much am staring right at the IMDb <laughs> page. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Is that the one with um, Jan Michael uh, Vincent? Jan Michael Vincent. That wasn't yeah. the one with Kurt Russell. There, that was a different one. No, I think Jan Michael Vincent might have been at the day a poor man's Kurt Russell for the Disney okay. films. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but yeah. I think he's actually the coach in this because uh, he has top billing in the, in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played Milo I think so, Jackson. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, he was kind of the coach in in Gus, I think. Um, yeah, so he, re- he was kicking around, you know. Yeah, he was kicking around, but then he kind of got his big break again, again. When uh, he got invited to be a uh, guest performer on the Carol Burnett show. Um, by the way, 
please don't exclude this. You're going way too fast. <laughs> the, the 1974 TV movie Roll Freddy Roll. Do you want me to tell you the plot of that? <laughs> Yeah, let me hear. And, and please, if you find a clip, drop this in. A man okay. determined to impress his son and show up his son's stepfather. Ooh, this is already loving this. And and you know that man is Tim Conway. Decides <laughs> decides to try to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. How how Scott? How? I don't know. Do you tell me? <laughs> All right, all right, we know what the title is. Wait for it, wait for it. By setting a record for staying the longest time on roller skates. It looks like one of the records being challenged here today is the endurance record on roller skates. That's 147 hours, or six days. And here's the man who's out to break it. Hi there. Hi. Uh, tell me, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dan, Freddie Dan. Well, Freddie, how long have you been in your skates? My skates? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, about since noon, I guess. Huh? Man, that was like two <laughs> 70s things right there, back to back. The Guinness Book of World Records and roller skates. Yeah, oh my god. There you, oh, can, it, can, I, can I see if there's a the trailer for this? Oh no, hold on, I'm, I'm looking too. Oh dude. <laughs> oh my god, here it is. Oh, uh, we got it. Right here. <laughs> dude, the whole, oh, it's the whole, a whole fucking movie, it's not a trailer. The whole movie's online. <laughs> the whole movie's there, okay. Oh god. Oh my god, there, oh, oh. Is there, I don't. Oh, I don't think it's a trailer because uh, no, it was dude, a made-for-TV movie. movie. The whole movie. Let me. Let me. <laughs> an hour. I, I. I just. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, can I describe what I'm? Can I? Wait. Wait. Oh my God! This looks. Oh, he's playing tennis on roller skates. <laughs> he's okay. He has like a, a woman he's courting. He's playing tennis on roller skates. Um, and another scene I saw of Roll Freddy Roll starring the late great Tim Conway. Um, he's in a three-piece suit in a business uh, meeting, and he's falling all over the place. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna not be. This is not gonna end well. Okay, he's he's gonna skate into a bus. Okay, so anyway, that's out no, there. No, no, you, you know what? You know what he's gonna do? Because I, I I told you the premise of the plot. He's 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 gonna skate into his son's heart. Oh my god, I can't love it. Oh, don't skip for, fast forward to the end because you don't want to see it. Go to go to one oh seven. Yeah, sorry, I should I should um I should preface that. Um there's there's gonna be some spoiler alerts about roll Freddy roll. So. Yeah, so if you guys if you guys wanna like just save it, just go to the website, stop listening now, and you can see Tim Conway in the great roll Freddy roll over at our com- our website comedyhistory one oh one dot com. Yeah. Okay. So Scott, I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna lead you here to. Uh, so you know Tim Conway, he's a known entity. Uh, you know he, he actually uh, would be a regular guest performer on uh, Laughing as well, which makes sense because yeah. uh, George Slatter used him in Turn On. Um, so he appeared in a lot of Disney films like The Shaggy Da, uh, Roll Freddy Roll. Not a Disney film, but fuck, I want to see that whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then came, and, and also the John Davidson Christmas special. Yes, John Davidson Christmas special. And, yes. and let's not forget the Billion Dollar Hobo. Whoa. Oh, which I, th- I think Wait. I might have seen that one. I think uh, I might have seen D- that. Disney? Disney once again? Um, I don't know. Billion Dollar Hobo. Uh, no, it looks wacky, though. Oh my God! This is look. Okay, here's the plot of the Billion Dollar Hobo. Uh, sorry, Tim Conway. Um, 
Ver- Vernon Praiseworthy, already great script writing there, coming up with the character name, <laughs> um, is a clumsy but lovable dope who stands to inherit his uncle's fortune. The only condition is that he he travels the rails as a penniless hobo, just as his uncle did. Clear the tracks. It's Wrong Way Conway and his dandy dog, Bo, riding the rails to laughter in The Billion Dollar Hobo, starring Tim Conway. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, but with that, the twist. That, yeah, the, the twist, twist is, is his son in real life actually ended up a homeless man. Ooh. Which is another dark uh, um, Tim Conway rabbit hole uh, I sadly went down earlier today. <laughs> All right, now we brought it to a full halt. <laughs> but no, what's, no, what's no, the no, twist? Listen. What's the twist? No, the twist is that, that he gets involved in a uh, dog napping plot. A billion dollar hobo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, we, we will also put these trailers online as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh my God. Really? Yeah. Oh, how does that turn out? The the, yeah. the twist oh, is he's on roller skates, <laughs> and here's <laughs> and here's the whole movie as well. Okay, all right. Anyway, so that's the, but before we're stopping, we're stopping before you know what Tim Conway. Because we're no, we're, we're celebrating, we're celebrating the career of we're Tim Conway because we love Tim Conway. Right, and then uh, so Carol Burnett shows where probably most people know him from if you've heard of him. Yep. Um, as uh, various lovable characters on the Carol Burnett show. Do you so did you you watch the Carol Burnett show when you were Everyone on? not only did I watch the Carol Burnett show but I saw her uh did it only run 1975 to 1978? I thought it mm-hmm. like was on TV forever. I know it seemed it seemed like it No. Was, she, yeah, she's been on it. Well, they had like all these various incarnations and stuff. Then there was like a Carol Burnett and company and you know no, I think because I saw her live at uh, SF Skepsfest, and uh-huh. uh, she talked about it was like forever that the show was on. Oh, no, no. It, it originally, it ran from 1967 ni- to 1978. So uh, well, no, 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 what I'm seeing here, dude, is I, I beg to disagree with you, dude, on, uh, on the air here. I think that uh, it was on from 75. Okay, so I have something here called the Wikipedia page of the Carol Burnett show, and it's a uh, original episodes ran from 1967 to 1968. Oh, and in 1970, okay, yeah. so it was only in 1975 when Tim Conway became a regular uh, guest star. Um, after, yeah, after, after the uh, Harvey Wagner left the show. Oh, Lyle Wagner. Yeah, Okay. Um, crazy um, trivia yeah, okay, about no, the no, Carol you... Burnett show, by the way. Um, uh, Vicky Lawrence joined the cast when she was like 18. Yeah. Like, like you, Carol you... Burnett went and saw her like in a high school play. Cause yeah. she would, she kept writing her letters, you know, right? And, because she would do, she would do a Carol Burnett impression. That was like Vicky Lawrence's whole thing. Yeah. She kind of looked like a younger yeah. version of Vicky Lawrence, yeah. but, um, yeah. yeah, she joined when she was like 18. You know, and then later, and the irony twist is later ended up playing Carol Burnett's mother in Mama's Family. Yeah, Mama's Family. <laughs> you can't get wrong. So speaking of Mama's Family, this is like one of the the classic clips. Is uh, in Mama's Family, it was a sketch about a, like a Southern family, you know, a Southern mo- mother and her 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 relations, and then Tim Conway would play like kind of like a dumb dil dil not, dildo. No, I don't want to say dumb. I want to say um, 
uh, not feeble-minded. Ch- uh, challenge, challenge, mentally challenged. Um, he was kind of mentally challenged, but still, you know, functioning. Um, and here's a clip that we're gonna roll here. This is kind of one of the most famous um, uh, excerpts where you can see uh, the audience. You know, you would uh, they would tape these live. And mm-hmm. So th- they they were trying to. This is a bunch of different tapes of them trying to get this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw. I know the clip you're the talking twin, about. The I twin saw elephants. And yeah. So we're just gonna we'll roll a little bit here, and you can just hear the audience and. and and to describe what's going on is that like Tim Conway's talking, and every every single person in the cast is either look has their face buried in their hands or is looking at the ground because they're laughing so hard. Yeah. See, uh, this elephant uh, had this little dwarf trainer, and uh... <laughs> just used to put a little ballerina skirt on that elephant. around the circuit like that. That's why I thought it was so laughable at the time. There was, there's a rumor going around the circus that that dwarf and the elephant were lovers. Yeah, and that was sort of um, uh, Tim Conway's gift was, uh, like, uh, he said in an interview that his goal of every sketch was to destroy Harvey Corman. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, so we the, the first sketch that we let off with, with the dentist is probably the most famous one. Um, we'll play a little bit more of that here. Yes, mm-hmm. Here. Um, but what's interesting is going back and watching that sketch now is like how long, because the whole sketch is like 10 minutes. Ah. And for them, there's like five minutes of buildup, which isn't really needed. Basically, the, the setup is that he's he was a former vet. He's a vet dentist, mm-hmm. and this is his first patient. And that's really, that's, but they Oh, you mean in the dentist sketch, sketch or in yeah. the, uh, uh, no, oh, okay. In the sketch. Okay, not the Mama's Family sketch. No, not the Mama's Family's, yeah. No, I think he ran the store in the Mama's Family. But Mm -hmm. in the dentist sketch, the setup in the beginning is that, like, this is his first patient, and he doesn't really know what he's doing, and he has a new set of tools. But it's just, it's so interesting to watch now because of, like, how we're used to such fast comedy. Well, yeah, we're just used to the YouTube clips. It's like, come on, sell it to us in the first 10 (laughs) seconds, otherwise we're getting bored. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was there's none of that. Yeah, so there's about a five minute long build up before they get to kind of like the the classic bits, which is if you've never seen the sketch, uh, Tim Conway as a dentist accidentally injects himself with Novocaine in his hand and then his leg and all sorts of hijinks ensue. Doctor, if it's gonna hurt, please give me something to kill the pain. Yeah. Okay. Well, got some Novocaine right here. Just uh, hold on, that man. Let's see how this works here. Okay, Novocaine. Here we are, Novocaine. Take a firm hold of the hypodermic needle. Right. Ah. Oh. There'll be a little bit of pain, and then numbness will set in. Yeah, so there's two folds about that was in that beloved era of the Carol Burnett show, like Tim Conway's goal was to always make uh, Harvey Corman and the rest of the cast 
just crack up. And that's like one of the things you remember about the Carol Burnett show is the cast always cracking up at each other and breaking yeah. character. But okay, so that was uh, up until like 1975. But when a little show uh, around, yeah, actually 1975 came on the air, and that little show was called, are you ready for it, Scott? Saturday Night Live. Um, The premise of the show, or not the premise, the ethos of the show was to be sort of the anti-Carol Burnett show. Um, You know, the anti, we're going to laugh at our own jokes. Right. But that ethos got destroyed um, during... The Jimmy the, Fallon the, here. The, exactly, dude. <laughs> well, you know what was so funny is that they, they would actually, I read one, in one of the histories, I can't remember which one I read about Saturday mm-hmm. Live, they would say, like, if, if people, if they, they didn't think the joke was going to work or if people would, like, start laughing at it, they'd go, hey, that's too Carol Burnett. You yeah. know, that, they'd use that as a, yeah, that, that's what makes it so kind of infuriating when you watch, like, Jimmy Fallon, that, that whole area era yeah it was just like yeah they, they were just like you're, him you're going against things. everything that yeah. this show was started on um yeah. scud here's here's some trivia that's ready gonna blow your mind um all right. All right. do you know this whole entire time that we've been just sort of going about our lives and and doing things and, and, and just living this whole entire time in recent history are you ready for the part that's gonna blow your mind uh-huh the Jimmy Fallon show is still on the air. We just yeah. never really think about it. What's no, going What's cool. going on in that universe? Okay, all right, that was good. I, was, bro, I thought you bro. were going to say. No, you just said <laughs> my point is like he has just no relevance in in the late night TV culture. No, um, I mean bringing his guest on, playing beer pong with them, well, messing up Donald it. Trump's hair. I think all those guys, but now they're all into like making clips for YouTube. That's really what that the, all those late night things kind of evolve. You know, with the, what's his name, the the Colbert? Conway Conway. No, the other one, Kellyanne Conway. Guy. No, the British. Oh, guy. Corbin. Uh, James Corden. Yeah, where they're doing the car karaoke and shit, and they'll and they'll put it on. They'll get like friggin' like five million hits the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so YouTube. so as I I'll digress. Apparently, he's found his niche. Because that's like, yeah. be, that's what he does over and over and over again. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, I never watched the Colbert show, but um, I'll watch his monologues and that's pretty much about it. And I'll watch him on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. You, you catch some things. Yeah, but so thing, we've kind of got off was, track. Yeah. Oh, no, a go ahead. Bit. Yeah. I was going yeah, yeah. to bring us on. Was, uh, was, do you think uh, Tim Conway was over on Stephen Colbert? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, so, anyway. And that's, after, where, uh, that's where our viewers uh, can... Tune in. Yeah, after well, after appearing on the um, Carol Burnett show for uh, uh, three years, yeah, I think you're right. I see what I'm doing is that um, let's say theoretically, if I were to have the IMDb page open in front of me right now, mm-hmm. um, I'm just looking at the Tim Conway entry, which only goes from 1975 to 1978. And you're right, right. And Carol Burnett show is on for much longer than that. Um, so after he finished off the show, the show got um, – they wrapped the show. It was been on for a while. Um, then he kind of bounced around. He did a couple more uh, Apple Dumpling Gang sequel. Yeah, <laughs> so once again, uh, that, that was his comedic partnership with uh, Don Knotts. Don Knotts, yeah. With Don, but to, to uh, bring that a, a little bit further, 
after that, um, Tim Conway wrote and um, produced a couple of independent movies. Really? Uh, along with, yeah, with Don Knotts. One was called The Prize Fighter, came out in 79. One called The Private Eyes, came out in 1980. Well, and what, they, but but I'm, I'm looking at these, and why, why are they independent movies? Because they're just basically Tim Conway, Don Knotts movies. I was thinking it's like, oh, he... He did like something like you know pie or you know something you know like you know, I mean I think indie movies <laughs> well, was, like you know it's it like was, doing something <laughs> experimental you know <laughs> no, no it was it was that I he, think did, the, he did indi- requiem for a dream <laughs> requiem for requiem for a dentist no no yeah was, requiem for was, a private eye <laughs> requiem was, for um, roll Freddy roll. <laughs> Requiem for a dwarf. That's oh, dude. Come, okay. Later. Just a no, footnote. Of- why? Why are we? Why hasn't Roll Freddy Roll? Uh, I think does that deserve a whole episode in itself? <laughs> I think we will. We'll come back to that. It's a whole other episode. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, actually, these when I when I mean independent, it means like you know he was he kind of like raised the financing himself, and it wasn't done by a major studio. And actually, the movie The Prize Fighter was like the number one top grossing independent movie of 1979. Oh wow! And what what's the yeah. plot of that? I mean, I can it's almost like predict. It's like a nineteen. It's like a nineteen thirties movie. Like uh, we'll roll the trailer here so people can hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner presenting Tim Conway and Don Moss. The story of two men and their climb to the championship. You think you ought to get up first? You just shut up. In the thirties, these men won the respect of the boxing world. That was really stink. Oh. I, yeah. I, I, so I like Tim, the uh, promo image. Yeah, and so Tim, actually, he wrote the story, wrote the screenplay, um, didn't direct it, but um, starred alongside his, his old friend Don Knotts, so they had that. And then the, the Private Eyes is kind of like a, pretty much what the movie says, a, a, a pair of bumbling private eyes who get into all sorts of mix-ups. Yeah, my, I'm going to go out on a limb here um, and, and uh, uh, predict the... the and, uh, maybe this is a, a potential spoiler alert uh, that it all works out for them in the end. I think so. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that. It, it kind of like, but not like you want to spoil things for people who want to watch Roll Away. What is it? Roll, roll Freddy roll. roll, dude. That's roll like that's almost did, my new favorite movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I did. I did skip ahead to the end of that Roll Freddy Roll, dude. And it does. It doesn't come out well at the end of that. He gets hit by a car. No, did you see the end? No, no, tell me. Oh, well, and no. it, again, here comes the spoiler <laughs> alert. What? How, how does it end? Okay, the last, the last shot in the film is roll, Freddy roll. Is you see a close up of his roller skates, yeah. and then the camera zooms out, and his whole body is—he's in a whole body cast, but he still has the roller skates on. Oh, uh, but he's probably won the love of his son, though. Maybe, yeah. They, ha- they would have to. Have to Oh wow! Would what would yeah. would be the sequel to Roll Freddy Roll be called? I don't know, dude. Do, do, roll, roll Freddy Roller. <laughs> um, well, this, that wasn't the sequel, but he did star in a. Uh, he had a short-lived. Mr. Conway had a short-lived TV series called Ace Crawford Private Eye. Oh, is that was it. Maybe is it is it kind of like a Ace Ventura Private Detective? Like almost. It was kind of, it was kind of like same. a spoof. Yeah, it was like a spoof yeah. on uh, Private Eye type movies and uh, with Tim Conway in it. So if you can, uh, yeah, Tim Conway and little person Billy Barty. Yeah, little Billy Barty, man. And um, I don't so recognize anyone else in the cast. No. No. So that <laughs> but was but what... but yeah, I mean, you know, he did. He was a consistent, great comedic actor. Uh, that you know, Cannonball Run too. Let's not forget that. 
that him role? and Don Knotts. They had a uh, they had a sequel. They had a, they they were in there together. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. They played off of each other. Um, it was a cameo, as you say. You know, those the kids. They just kind of showed up and. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, they, I, in the movie business, the, you call it day workers. They had like yeah. probably like one day of shooting. They were day workers on it. Day uh, players. Yeah. This is this is interesting. So right, right after that, he um, uh, he wrote a movie called The Long Shot, which was directed by Paul Bartel, who was Who's like that? one of those. He was like one of those indie guys that did Eating Raul, and then he was. Oh wow! I don't know if he was married to her, but he was like partners with one of the the women who was in Andy Warhol's factory. Yeah, it was like one of those weird kind of uh, uh, kind of oh. indie guys in the eighties. Oh, it came out of like the Andy Warhol factory days. Yeah, but like his. Did he direct his, Sleep? No, that's Paul Morrissey. No, I don't know. Empire, Empire. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So, but but the next thing that most people might know if they've heard about Tim Conway, and this is like kind of like what sent him off the charts here. Yes, was the Fair. video short. Wait for it. Wait for it. Dorf on golf. Okay, so uh, 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 for those who might not know Dorf on golf, could you just sort of describe it, Scott? That's, that's and by the way, um, it, it set off a franchise. Uh, uh, I, and not to jump ahead, but I, I, here's my excitement: Dorf goes fishing. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we've got we've got Dorf in the first games of Mount Olympus. So, yeah. uh, Harmon, I'll be happy to explain because this is kind of interesting. This is the second time today this has come up. Really? And I had to, I had to had explain what Dorf was to a German person who was born in 1980. So, so this was my my oh my, my god, take on Dorf. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just reading I who co-starred like, in it, and and it's yeah. like, oh, but yeah. go ahead, go oh, ahead. Yeah. So, um, it's basically like you ever seen those when it's like a funny thing where you you get down on your knees and then you put your shoes on the on the bottom of your knees and you go, look how short I am. You, you ever done that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know what Dorf yeah. on golf is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was. That was my explanation. It's like that, but like an hour. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It was all. It was all physical gag, and it was yeah, like, it was all yeah. physical gags. And and but then the the thing is, he kind of reused. So he uses his accent, his his fake Swedish accent that he would use on the Carol Burnett show, playing the character of Mister Tudball. All, all I and remember so, of Dorf on inter- golf is like him falling backwards, like completely yeah. falling backwards <laughs> on his back. <laughs> there was a whole lot of that, but then there was a whole lot of which is actually almost identically lifted from the Carol Burnett show because he would yeah. he would appear. His caddy was it Vincent Shark Kelly? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm gonna say. Like you might remember from Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah, High. Fast Times, the, and uh, oh, the sorry, sorry, team. sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah great, was, great so character his, actor. Oh yeah, so he was his caddy, and then like he would, the dwarf would always say, "Can you go do something for me?" And the caddy would go, but it'd take a long time to do it. And then the dwarf would make a comment about how long it's taken the caddy, which is exactly what he would do on the Carol Burnett show in the character of Mister Tudball. He would always make fun of his secretary for taking too long to do everything. Well, here we are on the fairway. Well, Leonard, with that well-trained caddy eye of yours, how far do you think we are from the hole here? Far. Far. <laughs> Leonard, why don't you consider getting to bed a little early tonight? I'd like to have you miss a visit from the IQ ferry. Give him a five iron. Right. Yeah, the second banana. Um, in, yeah. in, the, in the 1990 Dorf Goes Auto Racing, his co-star was Tim Conway Jr., 
Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, Who um, actually had, uh, up until 2010, uh, not that long of a career, but okay. okay. But a career. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In, in the family okay, business. Um, yeah. So we also got, we got Dorf on the, on the diamond. So mm-hmm. I guess that was some kind of baseball thing that yep. he was do, that he would do. Um, and then, and then he starts popping up in a lot of, uh, while he's making money off the Dorf thing. So that was actually one of the first, that was 87 was when he did the first Dorf uh, thing. And then that was like kind of another independent production where, you know, it was one of those straight to video things just meant for a home video market. And they yeah, did pretty well. I'm, I'm looking like pretty much, I think the budget on those was like zero. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think he, he, he made like uh, a mint Dorf on the diamond. Oh, he's a baseball oh, yeah. player. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but like, yeah, what did it cost him? Did it cost him money to to rent the camera and dig the hole to put yeah, his feet Yeah, and put in? on the suit. This is a, well, you have yeah, to rent the game. A lot of sweat this is, equity. <laughs> this is a little bit more elaborate where he wasn't just sitting on his knees. I think it looks like he had his feet, you know, actually in the ground. Yeah, and another, um, I guess, like, the two other notable things, like, like I mean, he did, he did tons. Like, he was, you know, guest appearances on the Drew Carey show and... Yeah. Uh, he was an Air Bud, the Golden Retriever. Uh, he did a few episodes stint on Married with Children back in the 90s. Playing uh, Euphorim Wanker, because that show is all about subtlety. And um, <laughs> also, uh, he was a voice on SpongeBob. Yeah, that, that um, yeah, that's interesting. And then the, uh, the woman that was in the, the dwarf, uh, the, his assistant, her name was Boom Boom. She mm-hmm. actually, but she actually went on to do some other stuff too. That's interesting. She's in the movie. Oh, what did she do? Indie, she was in the indie movie Mary Jane's Not a Virgin Anymore, which is that's interesting. That's like what was that movie about? Uh, it was like a, it was an indie indie movie from the night, like right that first that first wave of indie nineties. You know who who's movies. the director? Who um, who else was in it? Um, it was just a woman I've heard of before, and she's passed away. Um, actually, she had some kind of cancer or something, but she'd done a couple. She was like a punk rock movie maker person. Uh, Sarah Jacobs. Oh, I know this movie. There was like a San Francisco yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, so that was it. So the Dorf was, was successful for uh, Mr. Conway. He did all right with that, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, more power to him if he's dwarfing it up as well. But as you said, yeah, he kind of moused around for a while after that. And then kind of what people might know him from. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Dorf, oh wait, wait, hold Dorf, on. Dorf in the tea time. Dorf in the new toga. No, no, dude. Dorf in the angry. Oh, my God, it Dorf goes on. Dorf in the trial. I just noticed what that. What was that, dude? Uh, is it Franz Kafka? Oh no, man! Dorf is on the trial for the crime of the century in the world of golf. Holy cow! Oh. <laughs> Dorf and the angry fan. Yeah, no, oh my that. god! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. We could go. We don't want to go into a Dorf hole, but like one of the other things that people might know, um, Mr. Conway from later on. Um, in his career was he was a voice on uh, SpongeBob SquarePants for actually a number of years for about over 10 years. We're stuck here. Remember? Why is that? Because you forgot to fill up the boatmobile before we left. See? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I just mentioned that. Um, um, do you know, do you know his, um, his last, we, and we bring up the door thing. Um, his last TV, uh, appearance, uh, I, I don't know if this was TV or, or whatnot, was in 2016 called Chip and Bernie Save Christmas with Dorf. Oh my God. 
I know. What's uh, oh, what I think it's chipping? a Muppet thing. Was it a Muppet thing or? Uh... Um... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is. Oh wait, full summary. Um... Yeah, hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's some the puppets are involved. Santa's in distress, and they, oh, Dorf plays a, their favorite elf. Okay, yeah. And I guess the kind of spoiler alert in the title, I guess they end up saving Christmas. That's good. That's good. There's nothing wrong with saving Christmas. Yeah, so um, um, yeah. I think, you you know, we we kind of did a big deep dive into the uh, history of Tim Conway, unless you have any other uh, takeaways, Scott. No, I mean, it was just I wanted to make sure we were timely. Uh, you know, I grew up, grew up kind of in the 70s, so I remember Tim Conway as kind of a, uh, you know, a fixture, a comedy fixture. So it was nice to kind of delve into him a little bit and kind of share some memories that we do have. I do remember some of these classic Carol Burnett sketches, you know, and he was uh, always pretty uh, a funny, funny character. Yeah, I mean, pretty much as iconic as, you know, a, a, a largely TV funny man uh, could be. I, I think you would maybe sum him up as probably one of the classic uh, uh, second bananas. Yeah, definitely. He, he was had, always sort of a second banana uh, in things like, you know, along with uh, Harvey Corman or, you know, yeah. uh, McHale's Navy. He was a second banana. Um, Dorf, you know, definitely first banana. He the first banana. Too. Yeah, there's only yeah. one. There's only one banana in Dorf, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah. just one of the iconic, uh, uh, you know, TV second banana icons of all time. Yeah, man. So there's a uh, that's interesting. So yeah, they were doing. So he even he bridged the gap into like the YouTube era. Um, they were he was working on a site called I Spot Santa as the Dorf character. Yeah, uh, where Dorf Dorf helps Santa deliver presents and works at the North Pole as Santa's elf. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so again, Tim Conway, you know, we've talked about him before on the Turn On episode. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to do a deep dive into Carol Burnett one of these days. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, plenty of time. We'll yeah. come back to it. So yeah. a man who's had, you know, a career that spanned decades. And it's that's, you know, if, if you look at, you know, comedic actors, that's kind of a hard thing to do. Yeah, no, he did it. He made he made it from black and white all the way into color in the internet. So we salute you, Mr. Conway. And before we jump into plug away, it's time for viewer mail. Though they're listeners, and Ed Matisic writes via Twitter, which you can also write to us via Twitter at comhis101 on Twitter. Uh, referring to our slipping on a banana peel episode, he writes. Another banana in that great 1960s movie tribute to great comedians from Phil Silvers to Jonathan Winters. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Ethel Mervin slips on a banana peel in a hospital ward full of comedians in traction. Hilarity ensues. Well, thank you, Ed. And if you want to comment like Ed, be sure to contact us via our website, Comedy History 101, via Twitter, ComHiss101. Or via Instagram. Here, here. And with that, I think it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? Well, I'll just keep plugging the same thing. As you know, <coughs> Harmon, uh, Harmon and I, uh, Harmon produced and I wrote and directed a movie called Everything You Want to Know About Sudden Birth. 
but we're afraid to ask, which is now on the festival circuit. Uh, coming up, you'll be able to see it at Telluride, Colorado, at the Mountain Film Festival at the end of the month. And then in June, we'll be premiering at the AFI Documentary, American Film Institute Documentary Film Festival in Silver Springs, Maryland. So that's pretty exciting. Here, 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 here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the short term, what I have to plug is uh, this Tuesday, um, May 21st, 8 p.m. at Planet Rose on Avenue A in New York City. I have my legendary show, Jokey stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show. Why should you come out? Because the show is going to be at the Kennedy Center in September. Oh, my God. Oh so this my is God. the road to the Kennedy Center, and you can see it on a very... Uh, you know, very personable, friendly uh, venue in the Lower East Side. So with that, thanks a lot for tuning into another episode of Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy. Thanks a lot, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. Comedy History 101. Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the present. Hey, everyone. Scott here. You just finished our Comedy History 101 podcast. So you like comedy and history. Then... You should try out our other podcast, This is the President. In every episode, I dig up some found audio from one of our presidents and play it for Harmon, who's never heard it before. Then we talk about it. From Truman to Trump, we cover all your favorite presidents and not-so-favorite ones. You can also hear Harmon sounding off about current events and the state of America today. And, if you're lucky, you might be able to catch us reading customer reviews of Trump products on Amazon. You can subscribe to This is the President on iTunes, Google Play, Last.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for This is the President, subscribe, and together we'll make America great again.